This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Hear more from Free FM. For a small monthly fee, you can become a patron and support independent community media. Go to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out how. Welcome to the Bridge Zone. You're at the table with Barry and Mariana. We have the final segment of our chat with Larry Cohen. I've really enjoyed what he's talking about. He talks straight from the heart and says it as it is, which is cool. And don't you like the way he says generally? Judge Julie Sykes hit the Bridge Zone again. We should talk about behaviour, Barry, as well. Don't glare at me. What about apologies at the bridge table? Oh, my gosh. Well, if you want a call from medicine halfway through the session. Don't really have to confess, but I did apologise to someone on the weekend. Oh, well, sometimes I open my mouth without changing my feet. Sometimes? <laughs> Barry has the results of the Maramara Open on the weekend. And the 518s in Christchurch. What a beautiful spread Maramara Bridge Club put on for us. It was lovely. Plenty of it. Yeah, Barry going back for seconds. Gourmet lunch. It was very nice indeed. And what about the lady in her 90s that scored in the 70s? I know. Pretty hard to try and shoot your age when you're over 90. Still looking great and still playing good bridge. So Sonia Crawford from Matamata, well done. Highest score of the day, playing with Neil Dravitsky. 70.6 something. It actually was 71 when they looked at it, with a disappointing 70.6. (laughs) <laughs> well done Swiss rounding, I love it Helps you out when you've got 39 and you look at a 40 <laughs> Disappointing when you go Oh, give me some results So the Matter Matter 5A was won by Grant Jarvis and Ian Barrington But the high score of the day, as I say, went to Sonia Crawford and Neil Dravitsky mm-hmm. I think they wound up 6th So six. in the money, a 50 and a 70 gives you a nice average, doesn't it? it certainly does Needed a high average to make it into the money at Matter Matter They averaged over 60 and finished 6th what about Christchurch? The 5A teams down there was taken out by John Skipper, Jane Lennon, Richard Lapthorne and Neil Hawkins. Have they been playing much together, that particular team? No, usually John and Jane playing with Jane Skipper and Alan Grant as the normal lineup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So not too sure whether the other two were last weekend. Oh, mixing up. Maybe they're having a test pre-Congress. Who knows? We were talking to some people at Maramara on the weekend and a lot of them have actually found accommodation in Cambridge. Oh, that's good. I know a couple from Wellington. They've managed to secure accommodation in Cambridge. So. Yeah, well, so we're talking about the new venue for Congress, guys, mm. of course. So at the Don Rowland Centre, just out of Cambridge, at Carapira, I was talking to somebody else who's got a big house in Cambridge they've managed to rent. So they're going to sort of try and fill it up with bridge players for the week. Oh, that was funny. That Was that Gary Chen? It was Gary Chen, yeah. Because <laughs> we were talking about it, and he's like, I think because there's so many bridge players in it, we're looking for a chef. They're going to hold interviews for a cook. <laughs> and I heard that Mariana was applying, guys, but they, I don't know whether Puhar and pork bones all week was going to go down that well. <laughs> I was like, good old ball up. You just keep firing that pot up. You'd be right. <laughs> Fuchia was saying, I will come and do it and I'll go and buy takeaways every night. (laughs) You just pay me daily. (laughs) But see, people are doing that. Herman was able to secure them 
a house. And so him and Juan, bridge player from Cambridge, he's got his own motel over there. That's right. So his rooms are booking up. And the house that Gary and friends have got is just across the road. From Herman's. Oh, yeah. that's good. It's going to be all night partying at that house. So just confirming, Barry, what are the dates for Congress? It starts on the 26th of September which is the Saturday, and it goes right through to the following Saturday. And the first event up? New Zealand Pairs. And it's, so there's just one session, from what I can see, on the Saturday afternoon. Then it goes from there to the teams is next. So restricted pairs must be up Well, the, well. the pairs in, in restricted pairs, the way that it's organised is that there are two sessions of qualifying, and then the whole field breaks down into the top 28, I presume, goes into the final yep. A, and the top 28 go into final B, the second 28, I mean, the yep. third 28 go into C, and so on and so on. So you could be an H, but you're still up for some prize money if you can win your section. Mm-hmm. And it is all barometered, so exciting stuff. You get to see your score going up and down, hopefully not too much of the down. And We were talking about the online comments about the, the venue, so I actually popped in online, and I see people are commenting about the change of the system that they like the old way that the pairs were played, not this new way. And I was like, oh, you just can't please them. Well, well, this isn't some, I don't think this is a permanent thing. It's not the new way. I think they've just probably done this because they needed to shorten the event. I don't think there's any suggestion they're going to carry on like this. This was just to try and squeeze everything in to a shorter schedule. And the no night play, what do you think about that? Well, I guess they've sort of decided to do that because... Of the travel? Well, of the travel, and it means that people will be travelling late at night in the dark after bridge, so I suppose they've sort of been... They've just had to do it. It's actually the 26th of September in the afternoon is the pairs and the restricted pairs, and then Sunday, Monday will be the barometered finals of all of those sections. So good fun for everybody. Everybody will be in. Team starts on Tuesday. The qualifying goes Tuesday and Wednesday morning. And by the time you get to Wednesday afternoon, they'll be down to the top 16 teams and they'll be playing the top 16. And for those not involved there, they can play in the Swiss pairs. Yeah, I quite like Swiss pairs. So there's the open and restricted Swiss pairs. So all the usual events are there. They've had to take out one or two. No, I think it's a good thing. I like it how we're adjusting to the environment, I guess. You're not going to make everybody happy, but I guess we've just got to all be be delighted that we're going to have a Bridge Congress here in good old New Zealand. Yeah, and the rest of the world are going to be watching with envy. They are, while they're sitting at home by their laptops. Okay, let's go and hear Judge Julie. Director, please. How can I help? Judge Julie presiding. Question one. Apparently these new regs have created a bit of an uproar. I was talking to somebody from the Huntley Bridge Club that said they announced a couple of things. One, that you could psych as much as you like. And two, that your One No Trump opener didn't have to be announced as could be off shape. All you had to do was announce the range. Is that what happens, Julie? Oh, yes, well, there are a few things here. But first of all, psychs. A psych is a gross misdescription of your hand. And the general reason for a psych is to mislead not only your opponents but your partner as well and there are some things that will keep psychs in perspective it is a strategic part of the game everyone is allowed to psych there is not a lot to be gained by a good player psyching against a bad player other than to destroy someone's enjoyment of the game the idea is that you're getting a strategic advantage when you psych and perhaps if you're playing against someone who's novice that doing psyching against them is just counterproductive it just causes problems 
with people that we want to stay and play and learn and enjoy. However, apart from being a deliberate and gross misrepresentation of your hand, there's also things about where if you cite frequently, your partner is aware of it, they are not allowed to do what we call field a psych. So if you're playing with someone that lies about their hand frequently, then over time you become aware of what that is happening and your bidding may well change. If that happens, you are in a lot of trouble because you are not allowed to know that your partner is psyching because it's not a legal part of it's not a legal system opening on nothing or on rubbish so if you don't bid when you should then the board will be adjusted okay apparently at the Huntley club there was lots of wailing and gnashing of teeth when they announced yeah. this they don't like sex at Huntley apparently well most people don't i've played in marlborough where we have a couple of sessions and we have very mixed sessions and whilst i'm playing against someone who's particularly good well why not i mean they're adults and i'm an adult and we can do this it's strategic and i wouldn't do it too often and the other thing is that if i'm playing against someone who's just come out of beginners why would i do that to them and as an example i really did do this i psyched against my son many years ago when we were playing at Akarana and he wasn't a great player but he was hoping to be in the youth interprovincial team and I thought I had a hand and it was ideal and he got incredibly upset with me and it made me realise how wrong it was not from the point of view of being a strategic part of the game but from the point of view that I really should not have psyched against someone of that ability at that time you know they have a degree of trust and it's not just about getting a good score, it's about other people's enjoyment of the game. And we do have under Law 74... So that was your son. That's, is that what you'd describe as the mother of all psychs? No, it wasn't. A <laughs> <laughs> motherly touch. <laughs> I tell you no, what, there you go, no. she's got no sympathy for anyone, Mariana. <laughs> it, was, it was just a standard situation where these things came up and I thought I would teach him about it. And it really quite... Clearly upset him incredibly. Other mothers uh, talk about the birds and the bees and stuff like that, Mariana. Not this one. No, <laughs> she wants to teach him about Sykes. <laughs> oh, you know what I would have said to you, Julie, if you were my mother? What's that? That hurt my heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> There you go. So, <laughs> anyway, I learned a good lesson, and I hadn't actually thought about the impact at the time, in a lot of ways, about the people that I was playing against. Right. And if we are playing in a mixed field, and we're going to create problems, think about why people come and play, and also about the fact that the law says that we don't want to interfere with the enjoyment of the game with other players. Uh, there is something here about being frivolous as well. I can't quite find it at the moment. A bit of a side issue, Julie. Apparently Huntley hates Sykes so much. They actually have a session on Wednesdays where they've banned Sykes. Is a club yeah, allowed, well, to, is a club allowed to do that? You're not allowed to regulate against the rules of the game, the laws of bridge. So that's a note. The answer to that is no. But we do ask, and we ask very, very clearly, that people on certain sessions to please refrain from psyching. And the club does have the power that if someone is going around and effectively destroying the enjoyment of other players, 
of the game. I mean, they can ask those people to play in a different session. Fair enough. Right? There are other things that clubs can do. Basically, they can't say you can't psych, but they can say we really don't want you to psych. And I have certainly had words with people in some sessions about how inappropriate it is because it's just not the right time or place to do so. I wonder if Julie's son ever heard about that, Mariana. <laughs> but uh, aren't clubs I'm going to say meant to... regret this for the rest of my discussions with you, aren't I? <laughs> aren't clubs meant to keep a register if it's a problem? There are times where we have kept a register. The point of a register is so that people report their own psych so that we are aware of how often it happens. Yeah. And so like at Congress with big groups and that, if you don't report your own psych then they've got regulations that allow you to be penalised and other things. One of the problems with the site register is it becomes a you know, badge of honour. People want to have their name in the site register. I reckon it actually encourages people to psych so they get their because name in I there. I remember when we were at school and girls didn't get caned, but the boys used to have it, seemed to have a competition about who got caned the most. <laughs> so it does get a bit daft that way at a certain point, but I think we've all grown up. Well, most of us have anyway. Well, you haven't grown up that far. <laughs> well, he's in a damaging mood today, isn't he? <laughs> okay, that's cool. Well, we'll talk to you more next week. In the meantime, commiserations to your sons. You know, please pass on our regards. <laughs> we'll see you I'm next sure week. he's built a bridge by now. <laughs> commiserations to my son for what having me as a mother. Is well, you know, <laughs> they probably, had a, they probably had a tough upbringing. <laughs> I'm nowhere near tough enough, probably, but there you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks a lot. Catch you next week. Bye for now. The Bridge Zone email is bridgezoneshow at gmail.com. Hey, let's go off and listen to the last segment of Larry Cohen. I want bridge very simple for the masses. I don't want fancy, complicated system to dominate the game. I just want nice, plain old bidding and have the beauty of the card play and defense to take center stage as opposed to memorizing all sorts of systems. So I'm just an extreme in that example. I guess New Zealand is a bit more free and easy like that. I had somebody yesterday say to me, like, they said in America, if you don't play SAYC, they think you're cheating. (laughs) I think that's not quite true, but... Yeah, I mean, America of all countries is really the most restrictive as to what's allowed. And, you know, some countries, it's like anything goes. And, you know, at the top level, I understand it more. But for the general club player, and, you know, here we have a lot of elderly people, and they're learning bridge, and they're 75 years old, and they go to the game, and they they don't want to hear alert, 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 alert. It just kind of turns them off. Hey, look, even in New Zealand, I think, you know, the fact is, as you say, the masses in New Zealand are probably much the same as that, Larry. Probably don't want to know about complicated systems and even multi-twos they find a bit hard although over here they're so used to them they don't worry so much but yeah i think it's probably the same here it's almost like talking politics if i make my feelings known i'm going to annoy you know some people are going to say oh my god why is he so restrictive you know you, you just can't make everyone happy and it's a controversial position to take when i take it but i feel strongly and it's not just that i think it's bad for you know turns people off i just think players would be better off if they did keep it simple i think it's better for their own bridge game that's just my advice to players is not to have to memorize complicated systems and and they'll do better they're better off without a complicated 
convention card. Hear more great content like this podcast by becoming a supporter on Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89. Good time for me to ask that question I've been dying to ask, Larry. I read in a book some years ago that towards the end of your international career, if you like, or you had took a break at that stage, you played against a pair who were playing a, a very artificial system, forcing pass where they passed when they had an opening hand and bid when they had a pile of junk, and they were called fert, fertiliser bids, and you made the comment that, oh, this was just about enough for you, that you'd had enough if this is what it was, you uh, sort of bowed out a little bit from international play. I, you've probably already answered the question, Larry, but I guess you feel the same way still now. Well, it's just that, you know, I don't want to sound like sour grapes or complaining. You know, you're used to kind of natural bridge system or fairly simple bridge system. And then when you come across something like that and you haven't spent years and years against it, you don't know all of a sudden what the bids mean. It just feels like something I didn't want to have to deal with. And again, I know that's an unpopular position because someone would say, hey, suck it up. You're a professional. Deal with it. Study, study the system learn how to defend against it and, you know, take it like a man. And, I, you know, I understand, but I just don't want to deal with that. And uh, what can I say? That's not the reason I quit playing bridge, but it did turn me off that when I would go to these international tournaments and, uh, you know, you're playing against some systems that you just have never seen before, and it, it just makes it tough. Sounds kind of petty as I say it. Now, I don't want all the people listening to hate me. I, I really did not enjoy that part of bridge. It's a difficult one. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that feel the same way when they go along to a club and there's somebody playing something weird and all they want to do is go along on a Thursday night and meet their friends and play a bit of bridge. They, they, they probably feel the same way. Yeah, they don't want to hear alert, alert, alert. And, I, you know, in all, I was on the other side of it once when I did play with Marty Berg and we played like a fairly complicated system because of Marty, some sort of like transfer preamps. And I remember once we came to play against Edgar Kaplan, who's, you know, one of the legends of all time. And we told him, this is what we do. And he like almost yelled at us. He said, like, how dare you do this? And we said to him, well, here's a little summary of it. And we handed him a sheet and he he tore it up. (laughs) So I was the young guy with the system and he was the experienced veteran and he didn't like it either. So there's a history of that. I mean, some people get a real kick out of that sort of stuff. I actually remember reading about what you were saying about Eric Rodwell and Jeff Mixtroth. They had so many hundred pages of system. At one point, they reduced it. They just kicked a whole lot of stuff out. I, I, you know, made it a lot shorter. Not that they didn't think that the parts of the system were good. They just wanted to simplify it. Yeah, well, Barry, that's a little different, though. Like, I'm okay if somebody wants to have all sorts of notes on what their constructive slam bidding auction means. Like, uh, you know, that's not going to harm me as the no. opponent. If no. they want to memorize some spiral relay, what do I care? But if I'm come to somebody who opens the bidding one hard and that shows like zero to eight i'm not going to know how to cope with that so it's just the destructive that that i have a problem with i don't mind if people want to have a thousand pages pages of fancy slam bidding knock yourself out (laughs) larry i know that you said that you do a lot of teaching and you do a lot on cruises are you saying that you're going to be shut down in that sort of area until 21 oh at least we had to cancel like five or six cruises. One of them was on the Danube River, um, starting in Vienna, and I was really looking forward to that. We had chartered the entire ship, and it was going to be only bridge players on the ship, and we had to cancel it. We had to 
cancel everything. Every I had a whole tour through Canada this summer. Everything got canceled. But, you know, I can't complain. Hey, you know, people are dying from this and, and sick from it So and, and missing their wedding or their graduation. So, you know, I, I can't complain. What can you do? Man, I'd still like to go on the Danube and the one through Canada. It sounds great. But, hey, one day it'll be back, I hope. <laughs> well, the videos I was watching, one of them, they were in a cruise ship and you flipped up the spin gold photo in. And I was like, oh, I've seen that one before. You and Jeff were actually on this particular cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeff Mextroth was a celebrity guest on that cruise. Sometimes some, some, if it's a tournament, sometimes we get some top players who come. But most of what I do is just for teaching. You know, I, I love teaching. I, I'm just so happy that I quit playing. And, and now all I do is write and teach. I, I just love it. So these cruises are... Yeah, it's amazing to go on a cruise, get paid, and do something I love. It's, it's, I was so blessed to be doing them. Mm, fantastic. And I'm sure everybody appreciates it too. Hey, look, we've taken up a lot of your time, Larry. We really appreciate you coming on, and I'm sure our listeners are going to love it. Thank you very much. Well, my pleasure, and I hope to get down there someday. I love hiking, and New Zealand's one of the few places I've never been, so maybe I'll come and say hello one of these days. Oh, that'll be fantastic. And we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Hey, look, let okay. us know if you're coming down this way. I don't know when that'll be. We'll, we'll make sure and roll out the red carpet, Larry. Thank you, both of you, and uh, stay well, everyone. Thanks so much, Larry Cohen, for joining Barry and I on The Bridge Zone. We thoroughly enjoyed having you as our guest. If everybody wants to check out Larry and the teachings and the seminars that are available, have a look. Bridge with Larry Cohen or just check out Larry Cohen. Make sure you pick the clean one. Because as you know, there is a clean one and there was that evil one. Larry did make things very clear. Keep it simple at the bridge table. Thanks for joining us again, Larry. Love your work. This program is sponsored by New Zealand Bridge, sponsors of Grassroots Bridge across the nation. Hey, just before we go on, I just want to ask, what's your tips? Like we've heard Zier and I know Jeff Mestroff goes on about it's only the next board that counts. But what? tips do you have when things just aren't going right and you don't feel that you can walk outside and shout out the F word at the top of your voice and come back in again and it's really not a lot of fun and you want to focus how can you do that when you know you finish a board and you think oh look it's just not going well and you finish your board and they already started grabbing the cards because you don't get that minute to reset in between the boards what do you reckon you you're just sitting there you're looking at your partner wanting some inspiration well i guess if you could go back to the zero and his three heats if things aren't going well his advice was don't try to do anything clever because it probably won't work just go straight down the middle if you think now it's time to push the boat out it isn't just try and do normal stuff <laughs> and probably one of those days when you shouldn't have got out of bed in the morning let's yeah. just try and get to the end of it without killing each other glaring at your partner helps well, there was somebody on the weekend who said, don't glare at me. <laughs> okay, I won't glare at you. I don't know whether that made things any better. Maybe I can put the evils out <laughs> at myself and re reflect them. But anyway, it is a thought. When you need a moment, I think you need to take it, count to five, try and reset again. Sometimes five just might not be enough. Oh, okay. Let's make it eight. No, I hate... <laughs> Even numbers are left to be nine. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, what else do we have today? Well, what's forcing and what's not? Had a discussion with my partner on one hand where she made a bid that was she thought was forcing. I didn't think it was. You know, it's always good to know what's forcing and what's not. You know, force, forcing is is one thing that a lot of people play. Is it forcing the game? Is it just forcing for a round? If you play forcing, forcing, you should talk about it with your partner. A new suit at the three level, is that forcing? Yep. Yeah, well, that's fine. Absolutely, yep. Okay, what if it goes one spade from you, they overcall two hearts, mm-hmm. and your partner doubles, and it's back to you, and you bid three diamonds? Yeah. As requested? Is it yep. forcing? I don't think it is. No, I wouldn't have thought So as soon as you is. say that, you know, new suit at the yeah. three level is forcing, all of a sudden you say, hang on, partners asked me to bid a suit at the three level, I've done it. What do I want it to be forcing for? I've got 11 yeah. count with five spades and four diamonds. Yeah. So as soon as you make a hard and fast rule, what's forcing and what's not, there's always situations come up where mm, maybe it's not or maybe it is. It's a tough game. That's why our friend Nigel, after six days in a row of playing bridge, did you hear about that? No, but tell me. <laughs> he's played six days in a row and he's going to play all again this week. So he's going to play 10 days out of 11. Holy. By the time he gets to the 11th day, I don't know what sort of state he's going to be in. But anyway, big shout out to our friend Nigel, who became a granddad yesterday. Woo, woo, go Nigella. I wonder a... if he's going to say that. There's my granddad, Nigella. <laughs> I'm like, what? You crazy kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, name? His name was Liam Michael Wilson Grisson. Wow. Congratulations, Nigel and Sue. Shame you won't be able to go and have a hug or a cuddle. Yeah, it's a bit tough for people when that something like that happens when you've got, you know, a relative born in the states. When yeah. do you get to go and see them again? No time soon. In Trump land. Whew. Well, at least he'll be able to travel in and out all the time. You know, no hassles. So I'm it- an American. <laughs> Thanks for listening this week. We'll probably have a quick update of how the registrations are going for Congress next week. Richard, the gatekeeper, has asked for people to start doing their registrations so they can get an idea of the numbers. Let's try and pack out that beautiful venue out at Karapiro that you'll be able to go and look over the Waikato River. It's an awesome venue. It is indeed. Big event coming up on the weekend too, Mariana. What is that? This is the biggest event since we all got out of lockdown. The National Pairs is being held in Palmerston North on yes. the weekend. 15 see, A's. Yeah, see a couple of my friends are playing. Good, Good luck to them. What sort of entries have they got? Have you had a look, Mariana? I haven't looked at the numbers, numbers, but I did see that Debbie and Gary are playing and Hans and Anne have put their entry in. Oh, the normal it. people that... Go down, Joe and Sam Simpson down there, Liz Fisher's down there, Blair. I'm having a quick look, and there's more than I can count on one hand. I can You're tell not? You, so, yeah. You're not going down? No, no, I'm going to play at the Hamilton Bridge Club on Sunday in the area piers. That's as far as I'll be going. Same. See you there. Bye for now. Bye. New Zealand Bridge, promoting and growing the sport of bridge across Aotearoa. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. 
Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.